If you are enjoying Theatre Phonic, come join us in the green room by becoming a patron. Just £2 a month will get you ad-free episodes. £5 a month and you will also have blooper reels, after-show question-and-answer sessions, the occasional bonus episode and exclusive Theatre Phonic merch. Our £10 top tier also gives you the opportunity to attend a live play recording, as well as a chance to name a character in an episode. Head along to theatrephonic.com forward slash Patreon for more information. Theatrephonic presents The Calder's Well Trial of 1648, a short story. Written by Sylvander. Read by Emma Wilkes. The soft thud of hooves on dirt and the rattle of the broad, laden wagon bed announced the new arrivals in the village. As they approached the cluster of houses, the two men driving the wagon exchanged glances, taking in the group of locals who gathered around the tiny village green. Early afternoon sunlight glinted off pitchforks as the villagers watched the wagon pull up, and the scent of freshly cut kindling and logs floated on the summer air. Stepping down from the wagon seat, the leader of the pair straightened his coat and made a show of polishing his badge of office. Where is the village leader? We have business with him. I speak for the village. A small, timid-looking man stepped forward. His clothes were of poor cloth, but he was cleaner and better fed than the rest of the villagers, and he pushed his thinning hair back off his brow with a nervous gesture. You must be the witch-finders we sent for. That is correct, the witch-finder indicated himself. You will address me as Witch-Finder March. The second man narrowed his eyes at the crowd before introducing himself as Witchfinder Dale. His glare took in the small village, gaze lingering on the rough peasant clothes and unshod children with a sneer. Crinkling his nose at the arrogance of the Witchfinders, the village elder nevertheless nodded and genuflected respectfully. I see you have found our witch, he added, turning to look at the wagon. Securely fastened into the wagon bed stood a large metal cage, devoid of seating or hay for comfort. A figure knelt calmly inside, wrists bound by sturdy shackles, seemingly indifferent to the harsh wood beneath her knees and the bloom of bruises from the iron restraints. As the villagers muttered among themselves, she cast bright blue eyes over them her expression inscrutable at the sight of the weapons held in tense hands. There will be a trial as is right and proper by God's law. Witchfinder March opened the cage and dragged the woman out by her bound wrists. 
evidence will be presented by the accusing town folk. Then the tests will be carried out. If she is found guilty, she will be purified by holy fire and her soul will be saved. The exultation in his voice jarred with the brutality of his words. His eyes lit with fanatical zeal. The alleged witch shuddered and stumbled along behind him as the crowd moved towards the town square. Let the witnesses stand forward! Witchfinder Dale bellowed and a small group shuffled to the front of the crowd. The village elder pointed at them. These good, God-fearing folk were the last people to visit the house of the accused, he said. Witchfinder March curled his lip at them. They may fear God, but they associate with a witch. He sounded outraged and the village elder wrung his hands. They are ready to repent their sins, he stammered. Let them testify. If they can help unmask a witch, perhaps their sins will be forgiven by merciful God. We observed her collecting herbs and conversing with her goats at her cottage near the forest. This alone would be enough to convict her, but as the persecuting citizens, we are bound to also hear your evidence. The witchfinder leaned forward, his eyes burning with zeal. Tell me what crimes she has committed upon you, and let us get her ablaze before nightfall. The village elder exchanged glances with a few of the others, then nodded. We have set aside a space in the inn. The elder indicated a sprawling building with thatch that seemed in better repair than the rest of the village. If it would please you, sir, your trial can be held in there. Nodding, the leading witchfinder allowed a small group of villagers to accompany him into the low building. The other witchfinder stood watch over the accused woman, accepting only a cup of water while he approvingly observed the continuing building of the pyre. Once inside, all took up places around the common room, faces sombre and heads bowed. The witchfinder gazed around, a sneer of contempt hovering on his lips. Let the first witness come forth, he decried, and the small group shuffled until a young woman stepped forward, clearly nervous about speaking in front of such a grand man as the witchfinder. If it pleases you, sir, this witch cast a spell upon me. A spell? Such evil work. What did the spell do, child? Well, sir, I had the pox, sir. Yet with just a potion and some words, the witch cured it. The witchfinder gritted his teeth, struggling to keep a professional demeanour. Disease is a trial of God, he intoned. To interfere with its passage is indeed the work of a witch. I thank you for your testimony. The young woman stepped back, satisfied that her duty was done. Beside her, a burly farmer gestured his desire to speak. My wife survived four birthing beds because of this witch. Her pain was so reduced that after eight, she was up and walking in a matter of days. Unable to restrain himself any more, the witchfinder glared at the silent woman in the cage. Outrageous! He hissed, rage etching his face. 
Childbirth is the punishment of Eve, a divine agony laid upon woman by God for her sins in the Garden of Eden. This loathsome witch has thwarted the very will of God himself. The man flinched back from the display of anger, and an elderly woman spoke up next. She converses with the monsters of the forest, that one. I saw a fox take food from her hand, and the bees themselves do not sting her when she takes from their hives because of her wicked smoking potions. Enough, shouted the witchfinder, his face twisted in outrage and disgust. We have heard enough. I find the accused guilty of witchcraft of the foulest order, he declared. She will be burned at the stake for her sins against God, as is the law of the Holy Church. Turning to the village elder, he raised his chin and held out the documents to be signed. Make your mark here, good yeoman, and we will commence the burning immediately. Taking the paper and charcoal, the village elder gestured the witchfinder outside as a much larger crowd pushed the door open. The villagers clustered around the wagon as the cage was unlocked, but as the accused witch stepped down, surrounded by several large farmers wielding scythes and pitchforks, the elder folded the paper up carefully without signing it. That won't be necessary, Witchfinder March, although I thank you for your swiftness in making a decision. W what? The Witchfinder looked baffled and froze as the tip of a pitchfork tapped gently against his collarbone. Outraged, he turned to shout for his companion, but words failing him as he saw the other man under armed guard nearby. Trying to gather himself, the witchfinder fought rising panic and turned back to the village elder. I don't understand. In your message, you said... Pulling the folded parchment out of his jacket pocket, the witchfinder read aloud... Dear sirs, please attend Calderswell with all haste, for there is a great evil abroad in the land, and we wish to rid ourselves of it. As the villagers disarmed and bound the pair of witchfinders, the accused woman shook off her own iron shackles, passing them to the village elder, who pocketed them for his collection. She was quickly led away by several women, wrapping her in a shawl to cover her torn dress and looking over her injuries with soothing tones. Two men led the cart away towards the smithy, discussing how best to dismantle the cage for disposal. Indeed we do, the elder smiled, all trace of nerves gone. We heard tale of your exploits, which find a march. Five women burned in less than a year, in Barnwell, in Scallops Bank, and other villages along the coast. It seemed that we should deal with you as soon as possible, lest any more wise women be put to the torch. But you built pyres! The witchfinder's voice rose into a desperate pitch, and the village elder smiled again. Of course. After all, like your holy book says, evil should be purged by fire. Over the years... We've learned that it's far easier to dispose of charred bones than deal with a corpse.
Buy it up. Buy it up. Buy it You have been listening to the Calderswell Trial of 1648. Written by Sylvander. Read by Emma Wilkes. Produced by Cat on a Piano Productions. For a full list of the music in this production, please see the show notes. The Theatophonic theme tune was composed by Jackson Pentland. Performed by Jackson Pentland, Molly Fife Taylor and Emmeline Brayfield. For more information about the Theatophonic podcast, go to catonapiano.uk forward slash theatophonic. Tweet or Instagram us at theatophonic or visit our Facebook page. If you enjoy Theatophonic and would like to get more content, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com forward slash theatophonic. Please don't forget to rate and review. Thank you for listening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.